Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Today's episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. If you manage Chromebooks for a school or a school district, you'll want to listen to this, especially if you have a one-to-one program. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. To find out more, just do a Google search for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks. Or you can just click the link in the show notes. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I'm joined here today by Gabriel Brangers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. What is up, guys? So we've got, uh, we've got a guest on the podcast. Again, it's his second appearance. He's be- he's like he's he's becoming a, a regular. Uh, he's becoming yeah. a regular, and I love it. I love it. We're, like we're a recurring character. <laughs> a recurring yes, character. There you go. It's all a sitcom. All of yeah. it is a sitcom. <laughs> so we've got a we've got a re- returning character here. Recurring character. Uh, we've got Luke Short on. Hey, hey, Luke. Say say hi to everyone. Hey everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, so Luke's been uh, Luke's been writing some articles. If you haven't seen over on ChromeUnbox.com, Luke has been digging into some some more maybe technical stuff uh, that that has to do a lot with um, gaming on Chromebooks. And 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 Luke is just an excellent writer. I love the stuff you've been putting out, Luke. Uh, so first of all, hats off, hats off to that. Like been really enjoying everything that you've been been putting out and i think if if anyone is interested listens to this conversation obviously anything that we talk about today we're going to make sure to to link down in the show notes but in general keep up keep up with luke he's doing some cool stuff yeah so um so luke i think we um we were we were chatting a little bit before here I think we want to chat first of all because in, in the last in in the last episode we talked a little bit about um, kind of like the pre Borealis gaming on a Chromebook world and we talked a little bit about the Steam Deck. By the way, what what like what's what's the latest on the Steam Deck? Just cu- just because I'm curious. Um, I haven't kept up with it. I did the pre order thing. I put you my five you did pre order one, so I'll get a notification when you know they they're available to actually buy it. Yeah, I think. How many? How many working. did they? Luke probably knows better than I do. Luke, how many did they? Did they sell like pre-order? Do you know? Oh gosh, I know. Within like the first few days, they sold at least a quarter of a million. And <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> jeez, that's insane. Uh, that's yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Holy crap! The response towards the Steam Deck has been just overwhelmingly positive. Um, you know, it, it the, wow. the announcement of the Steam Deck came out days after this um, new Nintendo Switch uh, was revealed. Oh, yeah, the OLED, uh, the OLED one. Yeah, the fancy OLED screen. And for 50 bucks more, you get an entire PC gaming console where you have your entire Steam library already. And so, you know, I see people say, like, you know, for the first time ever, I'm buying a game console and I already yes. have a full game library. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Like the, I, I'm excited about it, and I'm not really even that much of a gamer, but I'd really like to have. I one. mean, we've got. I mean, we have to get one in just to have it and test it and oh, yeah. play around with it. Um. 
so so yeah anybody anybody who's interested in that stuff luke's luke's written some things over on the site we'll make sure to link those but let's dig into a little bit uh about um some of the vulcan support stuff that you've been uh, you've been writing about and digging into yeah so just a little backstory on on vulcan this is kind of the key component for borealis the official steam support to really come to chromebooks and this is something that's been in the work for at least a few years and so uh you know the reason we haven't seen steam support just yet is because they're still working on getting vulcan pastor to work with Grostini. historically that's kind of been uh, a very difficult challenge to do it's never really been done before and that unlocks so much more gaming capabilities um and as i put in one of my um articles i wrote is you can kind of compare it to you know without vulcan uh kind of the the gaming support you'll see is like DirectX 9 um like the original xbox kind of graphics and then with vulcan support coming you can expect like xbox series x kind of graphics there's uh you get uh, ray, tra- ray tracing and just a lot more um, advanced APIs that help out with modern games. So it's very exciting to see uh, a lot of that work being done upstream. And what I've been most excited about, something I've been trying to crack the case on with the community for the past couple of months is how do we get Vulcan support working in Christini? Because there have been a lot of commits out there on, on the Chromium OS Git repositories about them testing it, and uh, there have been a lot of clues and hints dropped about it. Um, and finally, uh, Eureka, <laughs> as they call my, my article, um, we did it. I, I figured it out. It um, took me about four hours. I stayed up till... Um, about 6 a.m. that night that I figured it out. <laughs> Just like in the zone. I love it, dude. Yeah. So that was, um, wow, that was so great um, to actually get that working. Uh, but then the downside is I, I don't really have uh, a Chromebook with modern Vulkan support. So I'm missing out on some features where it doesn't work with Proton, the compatibility layer that makes windows games work on linux um but i have been able to at least play around with quake which has been kind of cool playing like this vulcan modded version of quake um so yeah gabe gabe has been playing a lot of quake lately there's certain sounds that come from quake that (laughs) just sound like quake you gotta hear gabe's yeah (laughs) 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 i was was playing quake Quake two yesterday because I didn't have Quake on my my machine. Because yeah. Gabe has been testing this stuff as well. Yeah, so we have we have some Tiger Lake stuff here in the office. So Luke's been walking me through how to get this stuff enabled, and I've been trying. And we actually had it working um, and uh, running some benchmarks and stuff. But then they've updated something recently, and I don't know if they've just they flipped a switch or they broke something. But it's it's practically unusable at the moment so we're they're tired of y'all figure that out. around with it and <laughs> telling people about it before <laughs> it's ready they're like stop messing like, around uh, with this just break it so they'll stop doing it <laughs> it's not ready yet just break it yeah i'm, I'm really hoping it's know. just 
uh, you know, just some like bug. You know, a lot of the stuff is very experimental. A lot of oh, yeah, a lot of moving parts here. So it's to be expected that these things are going to break. I mean, there's not even like a flag in in Chrome flags or whatever to just enable it. Yeah, because it, actually, a- after we realized something was broken yesterday, when I was running uh, the benchmarks with VK Cube, I was still getting sixty to seventy frames per second. So it's, it was clearly Dang. it was working there. It was just when I was trying to use it in game, it was uh, detecting the uh, the Vulcan. It was detecting Vulcan. Vulcan. It was testing Vulcan, and, and it wasn't using uh, Open. Open GL. I always get them backwards. GL or CL? It's GL, right? Yeah, graphics library. Yeah, open GL. Yeah, um, but it just wasn't working. I mean, it was. It would sit there and float between like zero and two frames per second. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. So for people like me that don't know what you're talking about, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just doing what Luke tells me to do. You said something about some sort of VK something. All right, so uh, what, yeah, what was that? VK cube is. Uh, uh, Luke can explain this way better than I do, I can, but it's uh, it's a thing that's part of Vulcan's utilities that you can run just to check and see if Vulcan is actually working on your oh, system. So that's it, nice. At least. It that's fires cool. up this. It's literally a cube that spins, and it just if if Vulcan is being accessed and it's being used, that will launch. And up until just recently, it would not work. Uh, uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Luke figured out the the keys to that gate, and we were able to get it working. So, so, so did I? Did I read somewhere that this might? Ow! I just hit my elbow so hard on this. He's not, he's not even going to try to play it off. Just like <laughs> owie. I'm not even going to try to breeze over that one. I'm sure you maybe heard it. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. All right. Did I read in? I think one. Maybe it was your Eureka article, Luke. Uh, is this is this going to open up the door for for Skyrim and what'd you put like Skyrim and Halo or three or something? <laughs> yeah, two of my favorite games there. I, I really wanted to test out. Um, I couldn't just because I'm running on uh, some older hardware. However, yeah, you can you can basically play your entire Steam library. And if, if Valve's promising with the release of Steam Deck that Proton's going to be able to play every game on Steam. And they're saying it's not going to be just Steam specific. It like this is going to benefit the wider Linux community, including Chromebooks as well, which is really the most exciting part. That uh, you know, literally any game you want, no strings attached, you can just pick up and play in your Chromebook, which is kind of cool. As long as we've been messing around with this kind of stuff, and you know, Steam will work, and then Steam doesn't work, and then ah, it's probably not doing anything with the GPU, and then you've got Android games, and mm-hmm. some of them take advantage of the hardware, and some of them don't, and like it's always just been all this back and forth stuff, so I take all of this with like this massive chunk of salt, of, yeah. of like I feel like it's going to happen, but man, I am, so, I've become so skeptical uh, with all of it, like I'm, I, I need to see it. Like I really need to see one of these Chromebooks that have a decent GPU that I can fire up just a basic game. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, run the the latest AAA title or anything, but even just a basic game that where it doesn't open up and have the the cursor the wrong size and the pointer lock's not broken and the graphics are clearly accelerated and all of it works together. Like it's there's just been so many swings and misses for so long yeah. i feel like that i'm like it feels like something that can't happen and yet like from what you're saying 
that it's going right. to happen. And, and like, I think, it's actually going to happen. I think that, that the Borealis project is the key to all of that because what Luke and I have been working – well, what Luke's been working on I've been testing is just – we're we're running steam in the crostini container and then we're running the games via that uh kind of the way you would on a pc or whatever but it's all going directly through the pc contain or the crostini container borealis is supposed to package all this because i've noticed like yesterday when i was testing i had some games that would load full screen and i could get a full resolution for my display and then other games they would open up windowed and I could not force them to go full screen. They wouldn't go any higher than like 1200 by whatever. I couldn't get them to my native display. I feel like Borealis is the key to all of that. It's going to be that thing that we've talked about where Google takes these containers and customizes them right. to work for specifically for steam or whatever the parallels or whatever it is. Uh, so that that's my missing piece. What you're talking about. I want to see it. I want to see an update to Canary. And then when I log in, that Borealis app is just there and enabled by default. And I can click it, and it goes through that Steam installation process. Because I feel like they've probably already got most of this working in the Borealis container. It's just not accessible yet. I, that's what so I think. your next challenge, Luke. Yeah. Find the Borealis container. I mean, I, I can get it. I can, yeah, I can enable it on my device, but when you click it, it says this device isn't eligible because they've not technically released it for any devices that are out on the market. So, is it? Are the what was the little? Wasn't there like a little logo for Borealis yeah, that you all found? Just yeah, a just a little B. Yeah. Is it just? Will it just be? eventually just steam like i feel like it i I mean this is just for steam i think you know most people buying a chromebook and they have the intention of running steam on it they're going to open it up and be like well where is it where's the steam app because they they don't know what most people don't know what borealis is yeah there's no there's no reason for them to to even think about doing that like with the the linux container remember when it first came it was early days of christini it had the little penguin and, and then it had different stuff and now you you open your terminal, you get a terminal, you know, icon and you install stuff and it just puts the icon in your tray. Like right. it, you, the, the user doesn't have to see necessarily uh, a whole lot of stuff with, with Linux in the right. back Right. And so, they don't call it Crostini. You no. know, it's just, there's a developer tab in your settings. You click on that and it says, install your favorite IDEs, whatever using Linux apps. It's just, right. it's just Linux. So yeah, I feel like eventually that's all going to be updated and Borealis will just be a, code name yeah yeah um i always love like chrome os and the board names and everything always have fun you know fun names and you you end up finding ones that you remember like trogdor lazor all these like reading luke's articles i always love finding these random things like what luke at was uh, i'm trying to find it here in the eureka article oh there it is yeah the cpu based lava pipe driver <laughs> yeah oh old lava pipe you know yeah but we're using venus which you know isn't near as fun but it, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just i just thought that was really i thought that was really funny so so luke at this point uh, is obviously obviously you've you've spent a lot of time figuring this out and this is some some very technical it's stuff that next you guys, level stuff you bro. guys are doing <laughs> um is this something or are you to a point where you want to put this out in the world and show folks these steps to do this absolutely 
Yeah. I have um <laughs> I totally thought you were gonna say absolutely not. <laughs> oh, well, like no, no. if it's if he wasn't quite ready or if he felt like it you know, he didn't want people no. breaking something or borking their chromebook. But it's so know. fun though, and that's I was we uh, Luke and I were chatting yesterday uh, about Vulcan and you know, we have a, there's a Linux community that's kind of split off of the Chromebook support community and we just talk about different stuff and some of the guys in there are constantly installing different distros and mm. one of the guys was tinkering with R which is what uh, what um, Luke uses and what we've been tinkering with on Chrome OS, and uh, it's it's fun to do this stuff because the I don't want to say you can't brick your system because you absolutely could, but with the Linux environment, it's you it's, click a button and it's destroy siloed it. Almost. Yeah, so yeah. you if you if your Linux environment gets messed up, you can just sh- st- shut it down and start over. So this is like a whole new world. It, for it Chromebooks, is. honestly, it's, so it's cool. Yeah, it's crazy to me. So, Luke, like, how 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 close are you? I mean, I guess I guess what what I'm getting at here is like somebody listening to this who's like, yeah, this sounds amazing. Like, I want to do this. When when might they be able to do that? When when do you feel like you're going to be able to b- put these steps together? Yeah, I've been getting a bunch of, bunch of messages from people too about like, I'm hey, sure, I'm sure you have. Yeah, I've like, seen several on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Oh. Shout out to Chris Titus Tech. Um, he he got pretty far. I think he's he's almost there, almost to the last mile. Um, and I hope I hope for him and everyone else in the community that I can get these steps published out real soon. Um, I, I you know I've been extremely busy like ever since that happened. I started um, a new uh, work project at um, my day job at VMware, um, and then I had some friends stay over who literally just left. Um, for the past week. Um, so I've, I've just been juggling a lot of things. Um, so with this being kind of a side project, it's not uh, necessarily top priority, um, but it is now. And so definitely hoping that next week I can have a full guide out there for everyone to to follow. And, um, you know, it's... So, and that, and that kind of piggybacks off of there's been a lot of chatter of, uh, you know, building a, an in-house Chrome OS branch, which uh, we'll talk more about that at another time. But my thought was, though, because because you are so you are so good at this and you know the back end of how all this stuff, there are a lot of people that would love to tinker with Linux and try different distros and different things like that. And um, Luke has, has pack, pre-packaged some stuff where we can just do this on the back end and now you're not rubbing you're running debbie and you're running arch or this that or whatever i i would love to see a day where where our site you know we're not apk mirror but how cool would it be if we had a little repository of hey you want to you you know you want to change your uh, linux container instead of trying to figure it out and doing all the tinkering and all that just download this script that our our own luke short has created run this back up and now you're running manjaro or arch or whatever the case may be pretty cool you know that would be that would be really awesome yeah get to work get to work guys (laughs) (laughs) oh okay really funny you bring that up i mean i know we have like little conversations about this here and there but last night i actually sat down and did a whole bunch of design for a lot of what i want to do long term and i would really love to have some kind of command line program that that does it all any kind of like thing you'd want to do with your your chromebook um i have a few examples i wrote down where um you can disable updates switch to a different update channel update immediately without power washing install the chromebook chromebook package manager set up a different lxc container and christini to be whatever 
distribution you want, all these kind of things. I really want to automate this long term. So um, it'd be fun once I have something usable that I can actually share out with people. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be killer. I mean, to be able to have those Amazing. kind of resources too. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be really awesome. Yeah. I mean, this mm-hmm. is such a breath of fresh air because most of what I've done with Crostini, I, I've had to reverse engineer because I knew little to nothing about Linux before Crostini came along. So I've had to kind of teach myself and learn from other people and then trying to uh, install packages and trying to run different programs and trying to mess with different distros and how to get like, you know, we've tinkered around with actual having Linux desktop environments on Chrome OS, which it's kind of wonky, but just being able to do that, I've had to just figure it out as I go. But having someone on our team who understands how this stuff works and knows how to do this, it is, it is so amazing to me. I mean, I, I just kind of speechless <laughs> yeah, i love it i'm in awe yeah and and, and again I'll, I'll reiterate you know this is uh uh you know some side work for luke that he's doing on the side and, right and uh yeah this isn't the day job so so good work man good work love it love it um let's do we want to chat let's maybe chat a little bit about some of these um these amd because i think it maybe ties to some of this some of these amd um uh d gpus uh that that you wrote about recently luke yeah, so uh, a few few of our readers have wrote in to let us know that um, a big piece of information we'd missed when I originally wrote about AMD GPUs coming to Chromebooks is that the model that was being tested actually is out in the wild and it's being used in the MacBook Pro um, 2018 edition, which uh, ironically, I don't know if I mentioned this last time on the podcast, but my best friend has the MacBook Pro with the graphics card, and so do I. But he has the 2017, and I'm 2019. We don't have the one in the middle. Oh. <laughs> what, what do we have? 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the 16. This has, let me click in. I know a lot of Apple owners. I can find a 2018 MacBook. Mine just says, <clears throat> oh, it's true. This has the discrete, um, but it. I don't, I, don't, I don't, I'd have to dig into the full... Sl- Thing here it just says i have the radeon pro what is that four four fifty five i don't know yeah i'd have to click in i'm not sure yeah exactly <laughs> well, hey, if, but if we can ever get our hands on a 2018 model i think it's actually possible so through chromium os i can build a generic chromium os image for that device uh, that specifically had the dgpu and then you can use uh, brunch scripts to make it more of a official-ish Chrome OS image. Um, but the brunch framework also adds in a lot of additional cool functionality on top. Part of that being they provide extra drivers. The most important one being, I, I won't go into too much detail, but basically there's a Mac-specific driver for the latest MacBook Pros that they just don't work at all without it. So um, I think there's a lot of potential that we could actually test this on a MacBook Pro if we can get our hands on so it. So we just need to get a MacBook Pro is we'll, what you're saying? We'll find one. Okay. <laughs> we got to get you. So we'll just, I'm just one. making the list. We need to get a 2018 MacBook Pro with a GPU. We also need to get you a current uh, model Chromebook, Chromebook that has uh, yeah. at least Tiger Lake 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, need an, we, need an, we need an external GPU for testing, and we also need some other yeah. Thunderbolt 4 devices to test to see yeah. if they're leveraging all of the... Yeah, we need, we need a lot of stuff. Write, write it all no down. Let me know. Write no it all down. Let me know, boys. Run to Walmart and get yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> run over to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> let me just run over to Walmart real quick. Get it. Maybe Target. I might put some stuff on layaway. <laughs> There we go. $875. I'll go barter. Yeah, I'm going to go barter. Can I trade you some of this? So, so Luke, what is is the importance of these discrete GPUs? And how, what, like, for those listening who are like, okay, cool, these are out there, like, what is the importance for Chromebooks specifically? Yeah, so uh, one of the articles I'd also written recently was that we found a list of Chromebooks and uh, one or two (laughs) Chrome bases that will be getting this steam support first this borealis support and well one of the things you'll notice is that these have kind of the top end graphics integrated graphics which is fine and dandy um but you know if if you want to play these modern games uh a few of the newer ones like i doubt cyberpunk is gonna work um you're gonna need way more graphical power and that's where a dgpu comes in um, where it, you know you can get basically desktop level graphics with these with these bad boys, so um, that would really open up the ecosystem to really make Chromebooks be a viable gaming platform. Because I see a lot of people in the community who are like, yeah, you know, it's just dumb to have like gaming Steam support on Chromebooks. It's like, yeah, well, I I think the target audience for the hardware that is out on the market right now. It's just for casual gaming. You know, Chromebook's normally super portable device and DGPUs, I think, will be coming out of the market sometime, hopefully in the next year. Um, And that way, serious gamers would be also considering going into right, the... Right, and I think it's the perfect market for that because mm-hmm. uh, on your cyberpunk note, uh, you can play that on Stadia, so technically you can play it on Chromebook. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm Duh. looking at it from a perspective of since I started using Chromebooks, which was back in 20... 14, know, 15? 13, I think, was when I got my HP from you. Yeah. We've, I've always tried to play uh, my Steam library on a Chromebook, and it's not about playing the latest and greatest AAA. It's about playing your library and being able to play. I, I would say this Tiger-like Chromebook in front of me will handle any of the games in my library. Actually, I can guarantee it. Most of my games are source games or Portal, things like that. These games, yeah, it's going to handle it. It has the hardware to play it. It just needs, the, the pipes just need to be connected. So... If you can draw that crowd that are like me and some of the people who want to play some newer titles, I, I think I think the space is huge. And the, the, Linux, the Linux community around Chrome OS is growing so rapidly. I think the, the draw is going to be bigger than what they are anticipating right now. Sure. And I might be wrong. Let, I don't know. But. Just, I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but so just for anyone listening, because you know, some of this stuff is is over my head. So I, I, you know, just for my own sake, these are graphics cards that are in the Chromebook, right? These are, um, you know, actually, you know, this isn't something you're gonna um, uh, pop out and change out. Like whenever no. you whenever you buy the Chromebook, this is what you're getting. We've talked before with, especially with like some of this Thunderbolt stuff. Could there be a day when we can have external? 
GPUs. Right, and that and that's been I've theorized about that because if the Linux container has access to Thunderbolt four and it has all of the bits and pieces in place to use it like it would on a traditional PC, there should be no reason that packages inside the Linux environment shouldn't be able to leverage an external GPU. Because at the end of the day, it's just saying it's just a bus. I mean, right, it's just which saying, means hey, access which here means instead of here. External <laughs> GPU. DaVinci Resolve, exactly. True video editing. That's on a where Chromebook. that's where my head goes. Because then you've got a lightweight portable device that is not crazy expensive. Does everything that you want it to do. It's a Chromebook, so you get all the security. But then when you're at work, you sit down, you plug into your monitor, yeah. you slap on the external GPU, and now you have a very powerful editing station. And yeah. we have no need for a MacBook anymore, exactly, or a Mac Mini, or whatever we have. Yeah, yeah Mac Mini. Luke, have you looked into this at all? Is this something that you possible? Is it possible? You think? I'm sure it's possible. It's just anything's possible. Whether or not <laughs> Google's going to allow it. Right. Yeah, I was actually reading up on this on the Arch Linux wiki last week about external GPUs because, um, oh yeah, there's, um, oh gosh, there's another laptop I've been interested in uh, checking out called uh, Framework. Their website's frame.work. It's this amazing laptop that is uh, designed to be upgradable, repairable, and completely I've open. seen this. Oh, the modular yep. one. Yeah, yes. I've yes. seen this. It's got like four USB 4.0 slash Thunderbolt <laughs> ports, and you just <laughs> yeah. plug and play whatever expansions whatever you want. Whatever you want. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, anyways, it, that thing didn't have a DGPU. So I was like, all right, well, let's see what I can do with, with Linux here. And so uh, I've been reading up on that. And the consensus is uh, the experience sucks on Linux. <laughs> it's possible to do it with an nvidia graphics card however it's really hard and uh with an amd graphics card it's basically never really been tested <laughs> but in theory it should work so um i mean if if google wanted to do it google will do it like it is i mean it's possible it's totally possible um there's kind of put in the uh, it's a little bit of elbow grease to um, you know, get some engineers on that project, work on it for a bit. Add Ultimate. a graphics card to the list because we need to figure this out. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I've installed, I've built DaVinci Resolve and installed it on a Chromebook, and mm -hmm. on a very powerful Chromebook, it will actually run. But the minute it does, it looks for a GPU. And uh, there's rumors that the the new XE's Iris XE graphics are powerful enough to run DaVinci Resolve. Not well, but it'll run it. The problem is DaVinci doesn't look for them. They're looking for a GPU, like a gaming GPU kind of thing. So either DaVinci's going to have to recognize the XE graphics or Google's going to have to find a way for uh, the Linux container to yeah. let so, that pass through to right. apps like DaVinci. So if the container has all of the information to say, this is how you access it, the, the program, then it should you know, be able to, which DaVinci you, or there, whatever it is. Yeah, there is USB it. support in the Crostini container. It's just a matter of whether or not everything that's needed for an external GPU is going to pass through. Cause yeah. I mean, it could use Thunderbolt or whatever. So we've, know. we've talked before about this, like yeah. <laughs> at length, uh, but eventually maybe what if there were, um, you know, a separate container that is built specifically for maybe video editing, right? Let's say, I don't know, maybe Adobe or <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. That's who, crazy. Who, who makes, who makes uh, one of the world's most popular video editors? I don't know. 
maybe Adobe. Uh, they could build a container specifically for this. Same same way that you know Borealis is basically being built for mm-hmm. Steam. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, this is uh, you know one day maybe just throw it on the wish list. Yeah, I mean, and Parallels is a perfect example. Parallels isn't stellar, but it runs well on good hardware. And when you install Parallels. You get the option of how much RAM you want to allot, how many CPU cores you want to allot. It has video uh, access, and uh, it has video and audio access, which Crostini does not. So clearly, they can enable this stuff if it's possible. They can enable what they want to enable. So if there's a way for Adobe to make their own container, they could use whatever framework. They could use Windows Framework, for that matter. They just create a container like Parallels that has a Windows Framework in it. It has their... Uh, what what is their video Premiere? What no? What what is Adobe? Yeah, yeah. It's Premiere. Yeah, Premiere. Premiere. So it has Premiere and all the bits and pieces in there, and then that container has access to external hardware. You're done, and it's yeah. still sandboxed. It's still totally. safe from the rest of the uh, the environment. Yeah, yeah, one of the problems is that currently Parallels for Chrome OS doesn't support graphics acceleration or compute acceleration that video editing would need, um, and that's. You know, we talk a lot about this like Vulcan pass through for like Christini, uh, but this doesn't at all in any way apply to the parallels and Windows side of things just because right, right. the drivers are so Linux specific. Um, but, you know, parallels on Mac, they do an amazing job at um, doing virtualization of, of like graphics drivers uh, where they, they even have it natively, they do. Um, kind of like what Proton does, they they convert DirectX calls to uh, Metal, which is Mac OS's proprietary graphics API. Um, so that I was actually watching a video on that last night, and it's it's actually pretty good. Um, all all bit a little slow, but um, hey, so like gets you in games. So yeah, huh? So like you could, in theory, if you had you know um, if you had Parallels running on a Mac, you could have open up Parallels and run Premiere. Or something like that, if you had that license and didn't want to put it on Mac for some reason. That's interesting. I've actually never looked into the um, like OpenCL support, the compute library support, which is what that would rely on. Um, I've only been solely focused on on graphics, so I know that definitely supports games. I don't know how far it goes to video editors, though. Maybe we'll <clears throat> maybe we'll throw it on here and see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, oh, one other thing to know kicks about and giggles. The um, DGPUs. Um, you know, for as far as like what I'm expecting in like the next, um, you know, like year or so, I, I think it, you know, if and when we see one of these come to the market, the first one's probably going to be AMD. Valve has this close partnership with them for, for many years. They've been working on optimizing graphics drivers, Linux kernel, just the full stack of Linux. They've been helping out um, and working closely with AMD on that. And so I think there's a lot of synergy for them to bring to the Chromebook market by using all of that hard work they've been doing. Um, and also related, you know, and now Intel's coming out with their discrete graphics cards as well. You know, they, they leverage the same open source drivers. So uh, you can expect to see the same things with um, OpenGL and Vulkan Pastor and stuff. It'll work on both AMD and Intel. What it doesn't work on is NVIDIA. And although we do know like ARM NVIDIA Chromebooks are coming, I think that's a much harder technical challenge for them to solve and will probably be a little ways off. 
So like how 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 long until we maybe see the AMD stuff? I you know it the day Google officially announces Borealis, I think will be the day that they they drop the announcement of a DGPU Chromebook. That's, that was that's my theory. That, that was my my thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you know it. it if they were to <laughs> launch it before that, people would be like, what is this for? <laughs> <laughs> but why <laughs> do we have this? <laughs> yeah. This is cool, but why? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think the press around to. it would be a little yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it'd be a bad image. Yeah, yeah because not that Google wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Android apps. What? Yeah. <laughs> and the truth is, like, I, again, to go back to what Gabe was saying earlier, I think on a on a basic level... If you just allow people to have some casual Steam games on a Chromebook, any of these, the ones that they've already said are going to get Borealis support, like it would be fine to launch, and that's that's the target, you know, to begin with. Um, but it would make a whole lot more sense if, yeah, a, a discrete GPU Chromebook was announced along with it, and which then moves up the timeline because right. I'm pretty that's- sure uh, the the DGPU devices are Comet Lake devices, aren't they? I don't think there's any Voltier ones. Yeah. Yeah. So they are. that really moves the timeline up. Like, y'all need to get this out. Yeah. And like if, if it's actually going to be a thing, it needs to show up pretty soon because... W- Robbie's getting impatient. Well, I mean, just <laughs> end of life. I mean, we've... we've oh, yeah. Apart Q3's, from... Are we in Q3? Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was Q3, Q4 was their target, which, I mean, you know how things work, but... Yeah, I mean, I could see this. It could end up being the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, when you start thinking about consumers actually buying Chromebooks, if you move all the way back to a 10th gen, I mean, you still get 2028 on 10th gen Chromebooks, I think, uh, support for them. Yeah, yeah. It's Um, just a year shorter than uh, uh, Tiger Lake. But then if it's not to the end of the year that they roll this out and they roll out, you know, Borealis and stuff, so now we're into 2022, all of a sudden... Six years of support versus eight doesn't look as good on paper. Um, and so, yeah, that, that gets into an interesting spot. And maybe yeah. maybe the DGPU stuff that they're testing uh, is is specifically just for testing. Um, and They'll roll it out with... Right, there's, yeah. there's going to be another one. Um, I, I haven't been looking too hard um, in the repositories to see if you know, we can find another... Because uh, I'm looking in your article, Luke, so correct me if I'm wrong. Is this still based on Mushu, the board Mushu? Yeah, it is Mushu, which is, yeah. it's an older board. Yeah, it's a it, that's a comment like board. So, yeah, and I mean, maybe that's just for testing, like yeah, you said. Maybe I mean, and they could roll it out. It'd be a weird move. Uh, I felt like it was a weird move for Samsung to roll out a comment like Galaxy Chromebook in January. So yeah. now we're talking the end of this year. You're going to roll up with a 10th gen Intel when... By the end of this year, we're going to be getting really close to 12th gen Alder Lake Chromebooks coming exactly. out. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, they, they, marketing wise, that would be a strange move, I think, uh, unless they just cover it up with the fact that it's got it's, a GPU. And that's yeah, all they're going to talk it's, about. It's just for that, and it rolls out with Borealis, and yeah, and here know. it is, and it's it's more about that. Yeah, I'm not sure that that you you're right though. The timing could it's, it's kind of start it's, to get weird. Pigeonholed, um, and and you know like. To a point that was made earlier, um, we kind of moved past it pretty quick, but I think it's interesting. You know, we were talking about you know people commenting, well, why would you you know put a GPU in a Chromebook, or why would you bother doing that? No one's going to use that. Why would you do that? 
that feels like par for the course Chrome OS, doesn't totally. it? Totally. I feel like for years we've been answering that question, defending that, those those <laughs> positions constantly. That's like it, it wouldn't work true. if it wasn't if if it was like expected. I don't even think Google would bother. I don't think it would be a Chrome OS thing. Like they're constantly doing stuff that they're going, "Hey, look, we get it. You don't see what we think could happen, but we have an idea what might happen here." And and what what they're seeing, I believe, would be the writing on the wall that kids that are the age of mine and, and Gabe's kids right now don't aren't beholden to Windows. No. My kids don't care. My about kids Windows. don't know. I don't even know my kids they, like they can work their way around it, but they I mean they pick up a my parents have a Mac, they use it at their house and Really? Yeah, they've just got my brothers Oh yeah, hey, okay. My yeah. brother's not super technical and he just like oh apple must be the best at everything so he and i are constantly at odds <laughs> like fine. Yeah. you know google to me google's best at everything and, and that's you know, what like my daughter is is very adamant about spinning up her own youtube channel mm-hmm. for gaming and i'm totally for that and i want to support her in that but she's like dad what do we need i'm like well for now honey until chromebooks move a little further we will have to get a windows pc and she's like what's that <laughs> like she didn't even know she didn't right. she's at chromebooks what in school is windows? And, yeah. and, and that's not to knock windows or to say no. that windows is useless or anything like I, I i don't like to get into that kind of stuff because totally. things are good for certain purposes but the writings on the wall that yep. these these generations are coming out of school and it, it's no different than when Google started partnering and making their own and partnering with other companies to make higher-end Chromebooks. It's no different. People are like, why would you want to buy that a Chromebook with that much storage? Or why would you want to buy a Chromebook that costs that much? Or why would you want to put that nice of a screen in a Chrome? Like, it's endless. It's an endless cycle because these people are thinking about things that you aren't as a consumer they're they're right. looking down the line and going you know what we see the market growth and we know eventually there's going to be people that decide hey chrome os is the thing i want to use but i sure would like a little bit better hardware to go with it but that takes time and so they've yep. got to get a few out there before everyone gets there so that when people get there there's something to go to and then once they get there they're like oh cool this is great i'm going to go buy another one of these when i'm ready or if i'm going to buy it as a gift or suggest it to somebody like and now we have all sorts of really nice hardware when a few years ago when the pixel book think about when yeah. the pixel book came out yeah. there was nothing in that class of no. hardware for Chrome OS. And there were how I, remember, people, I went back. How many people at first yeah, shot it down? I don't even know how it came up, this? but it was the uh, Pixelbook versus C302 video you did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know how I got there, but I'm like, it's not even, there's it's not a comparison. It's not a comparison. But people asked for us to compare them. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. because that was the only other option outside of the Pixelbook, which is funny because that goes to a whole article I'm writing this afternoon about Google's next Chromebook, but... Anyway, yeah, it's we didn't have any of that. I mean, no, yeah. and now it's we have tons but of it. Isn't yeah. isn't like, that isn't that the funny thing about innovation or or being ahead of the curve? Like, it's the same in anything. It's yeah, the you same. Always in, got people you know, looking at you, going, "Why are you doing that?" You see, you see, like you see high fashion stuff, right? And people doing you know the new thing, and you're, everyone's like, "What in the heck?" But is that's that? the but way. In industri- three years, you yeah. see it in Target. You and know, that's whatever. the way right. industry works. But the general consumer, aware yeah. or not, doesn't see it. You don't see it in front of you. You know, yeah. you don't see how the engine fires in your car. You mm-hmm. just know that it works. Yeah. You know, it's going to get you to work in the morning because that's what it's designed to do. But yeah. We we're behind the scenes. We see all this stuff. We see all these bits and pieces and the things that Google's doing and it's, yeah, and the things like Luke's know. tinkering with and and spinning up all this crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think it comes right back to that. Like 
Yeah, when they launch this, people are going to be like, well, why would you want to have that in a Chromebook? Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Because because gaming is coming along and because it's a bigger argument than just, oh, now people are going to buy Chromebooks to be gamers. No. People are going to buy Chromebooks because they enjoy using Chromebooks. But they might want to play some games from time to and time. Oh, I can, so now here's I can right. get all my Steam library on here? Oh, cool. <laughs> because think about this for a second. Just like we said with the Pixelbook. And here's this hardware and people are talking about it all the time. If the Pixelbook launched now in this particular environment, nobody would be like, cool, a new, a new Chromebook from Google. Neat. Yep. And we'd move on. That yep. would be it. Like There would be none of the discussion that actually surrounded that device back oh, yeah. a few years ago. It wouldn't happen. And so what's going to happen is a few years from now, People are going to be playing games on Chromebooks. We're going to look back. And we're going to look back and think, like, remember when that was, like, some big deal and people were so confused and confounded that Mm. Google was doing this? And you had to to get Vulcan running. And that's what's funny is I don't remember which device it was, but, you know, Chromebooks were long compared to netbooks. Yeah. Like, oh, where they're going to die. It's just a cloud thing. It's this, that, whatever. I had one of them. And it's like you either have a Mac, you have a PC, or you have a Chromebook. Well, Best Buy has started listing some Chromebooks as PCs now. So really? they, they've, they've, I mean, there's still a lot of room to expand, but Chromebook, Chrome OS has arrived. It is a personal computer. It is not right. a cloud gateway anymore. It's not, yeah, it's not some like yeah. thin client basically yeah. Yeah, anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Have we bored was. you to tears? Yeah. Did you, did you <laughs> so, fall asleep? <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry, Luke. We're, 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 we're preaching the Chromebook gospel over here. We no, ramble. I love it. I'm preaching it's what it what we do. <laughs> 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 but I mean, hey, like, like, like we said, like you, you know, digging into this stuff and and really trying to think ahead and trying to figure out some of this stuff and allowing those who do see this stuff to play around with it and experiment with it, and also at the same time, you know, maybe find some bugs and help to you know progress the 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 um, the movement and help to progress uh, this this new era of computing, right? Well, you know? well and it, it creates hype a little yeah, bit, oh too. Yeah, totally. That, that just kind of pent-up thing that there's always something next with Chromebooks, and yeah. it does seem that way. It always seems like there's some movement. Like, we went through, like, a year and a half. It felt like they were really overhauling the UI, mm-hmm. which, you know, if Material U is going to show up like we expect it to, I mean, they've said it's going to, like we'll get another fresh wave of that yeah. down, you know, down the road a little bit. And there's always going to be these new things that they're doing because this operating system is so nimble, but also because they've they've created that specific expectation with the user base. So they haven't built an operating system that is stagnant and gets updated once every three years. They've built an operating system where people are on the lookout, like, "Ooh, what do I get in this six weeks?" And now it's going to be four weeks, you know, yeah. soon. Like, what Which every every month. You know what? What new little Easter eggs are in here? And there's going to be new stuff, and it just—it's just a different expectation of the way that you approach a computer. You know, of of sitting down and, and using it, and that's I think probably what I love most about Chromebooks, and whether it's gaming or UI or yeah, you know, a new a new feature or a new productivity feature or whatever. You know, it's yeah. there's always something on the horizon, and and this is just part of that overarching story. I feel like yeah. Yeah, totally. Especially in the last few years, I feel like, you know, maybe maybe COVID was like the spark for it. But I feel like Google's really been investing in making it, all these features come to Chromebook, really streamlining it, making it like the best personal computer kind of experience it could be. And I I love seeing that. I love trying to figure out, you know, what's like you said, like what's next, what's on the horizon. And for, for me as like the techie, 
I love just kind of going in and experimenting with these features and and trying to unlock all these new capabilities and seeing, you know, how far can I go with taking control over my Chromebook and, you know, all these things. How can I expand upon all these features they're adding? And it's Yeah, Luke and I are cut from the same claw. <laughs> he, just, he just knows more than I do. That, that's my thing. Like, I, I, I've written so many articles, how to do this? And, you know, and people are like, why would you do this? And I'm like... I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Yes. Why I not? mean, you know, why, why, would, why would you install that browser on a Chromebook? Cause, I don't know. Because I, I can. Okay. Exactly. It's there. You can't give me tools and then ask me not to build things. So, it all so goes t- back to the Palm Pre. Oh, yes, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah, oh, man. Luke, did you, did you happen to own a Palm Pre? Oh, no, but I've, I've seen them back in the day. <laughs> oh my gosh, the the customization you could do with those things, the homebrew community. Yeah, the homebrew community. Gosh. They just build all these apps and all these scripts and the one of the best things on it was they had the first one of the first integrated messengers ever made and it you you installed the the homebrew app and it literally just pulled all of your messengers into one unified thread it was so awesome but wow. it was just soundboards soundboards were so awesome back then but yeah oh boy. So we're gonna sweet. get these guys talking about you can customize every little thing like i'm gonna get this one little customization for my clock or this one yeah, you could have yeah, it wasn't like android where you get a whole thing and it's you know the entire yeah you could uh, you awesome. didn't have to have a ton of of uh expertise mm-hmm. there were guys out there that built the stuff you could i always had mine overclocked you could overclock oh, yeah. the processor 100 <laughs> percent. all this stuff we're gonna was, we're gonna we're gonna get you guys hooked up with Dieter, and you all can just have your own podcast just that would be a four-hour all podcast. you do is just I mean, <laughs> reminisce about the palm that what was so amazing and i'll this is the last thing i'll say about it but what was so amazing about <laughs> the palm pre and i look back now and i'm like that's why i was drawn to it i think is that it was web computing, web-based computing before web-based computing was ready to be web-based computing. Like it, it was, it was built on web languages. Like the yeah. entire OS was built on CSS, HTML, JavaScript, mm-hmm. and like it wasn't ready for that back then. Like it, there's behind-the-scenes videos about how all that went down. It's wild uh, what happened and how they ended up in that that scenario. But you know, it's. It's amazing to me that a phone that I used for a couple of years was was using the same types of languages, the same types of programming, the same ideals, basically, about computing that Chrome OS yeah. ended up coming mm-hmm. and doing. We, and, we, and we, it took me a little while I, when we first started using it yeah. to, to put that together to be yeah. like, oh, That's yeah, it's yeah. kind of the same. You know? We need to make a video. We have to make a video. I mean, just the concept of, of cards. I mean, that's essentially, uh, Android is built around that now. Chrome OS has it to some degree, but I mean, it was just yeah. so far ahead of its time. I remember being so frustrated. With I, you said I, that was the last thing. I, that's, <laughs> I'm talking about me now. I was so frustrated sometimes with the Palm Free because it couldn't do certain things. Yeah. And I'd be like, why can't it do this? You know, the iPhone's doing that. I'm like, I look back down. I'm like, it's because it was running JavaScript and <laughs> yeah. CSS, you idiot. Like, of course they were like, we don't know how to get this going. Like, we can't, we can't keep up with the iPhone. Well, of course you can. Yeah. You're using web languages was, in 20, or no, in 2009. Yeah. Like, so far ahead of its time. It was so far ahead. But it could, it could work now. Yeah. WebGL even oh. exists in 2009. <laughs> It was early. Yeah, it yeah. probably wasn't implemented no, I don't anywhere. Know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. That, that that device, just everything around it is so cool. Yeah. Um, and it was my introduction to the tech world, honestly. It was my first smartphone, like my first legit one. And we'll do like a we'll do like a video talking about 
the palm and how it led you we to could, Chrome We OS. could get the palm out There's and we can get the uh, CR48 we yeah, got out. Totally. They're both in the storage room. Yeah. Get them both out and use that as a lev- uh, uh, talking point. Yeah. Well, hey, um, Luke, we know you have to get back um, to your day job uh, here here shortly. So we, uh, we'll wrap up this segment. We're going we're gonna to come back and talk about a couple other things. I'm not sure. We're, I think we'll just probably talk about the 5A. Um, so we've yeah. got the new Pixel 5A sitting here on the table with us. So if you want to hear about that, hang on for a second. We're going to take a break for an ad, and we'll come back to that. But Luke, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us about some of this work that you're doing. And and like I said in the intro, just keep up keep up the good work and keep tinkering and keep figuring things out because we love it, man. Hey, thanks so much for, for having me. And and yeah, just, just closing out. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to share this kind of enabling Vulcan and Christini with the, with the larger community. Um, I, I, as I've said on Twitter, I don't believe in like courting knowledge. I'm really excited to see what the community goes and does with this. Um, and I've, I've also been working with like Arch Linux package maintainers to help streamline a lot of this process. So all the, a lot of the manual hacks you don't have to do, you just install a few packages and it should be a lot easier process for, for others going forward. So um, yeah, hit, hit me up when you have a, a double click install. Like just to give me the file. Let me we, we got to do we, it. We have it already. I don't have to touch anything for, for, <laughs> for what? For, I don't know. Okay. To make, to play some games. Oh, for <laughs> sort of. Yeah, I we, can work I'll, on that. I'll show you. Yeah. yeah. What, on once yeah. it's there, I'm, I'm in, I'm yeah, all in. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't jump in the Linux stuff. Yeah. Too much. So, yeah. But it's great stuff, man. Yeah, and we and we love that 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 you're willing to share some of this stuff because we know you're spending, like you said, staying up late and working on this stuff and mm-hmm. and having that uh, uh, for one that the knowledge to figure this stuff out, but then having the willingness to share that with the community. Um, that's that's what a lot of this is all about. I mean, that's what uh, you know has built Chrome OS up to what it is. Uh, so we love it, man. Keep up the good work, and we'll uh, we'll chat again soon. Yeah, glad to be a part of the journey. Thanks for having me. All right, man. All right, dude. Hey, we'll uh, like I said, we're gonna chat a little bit more, uh, but definitely keep uh, keep up with with what Luke is doing. We're gonna link everything that he's uh, talked about today, but keep up with him on the site and on Twitter. Um, okay, cool. We're gonna take a quick break for an ad, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Today's episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. If you manage Chromebooks for a school or school district, you'll want to listen to this, especially if you have a one-to-one program. Visor is a Chromebook management solution that seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. To find out more, just do a Google search for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks. Or you can just click the link in the show notes. Alrighty. Welcome back, everyone. As promised, we're going to dig in 
to a new device that was announced, and we were fortunate enough to get one in. We did an unboxing, talked about it a little bit. Wasn't really I, an unboxing. <laughs> Robbie did not know what to do. I didn't. I was so uncomfortable most of the time. <clears throat> yeah, he had I, no idea what to do. I was like, I was like, well, I, maybe I like the, I watched the video back, and I was like, it it doesn't feel as bad as I felt making it. Right. I just yeah. felt super uncomfortable. Right. Um, because, you know, we, we unbox Chromebooks. And, you know, we talked about it afterwards. It's like, you know, I look at uh, Marquez Brownlee, uh, MKBHD, um, or Dave2D, or, you know, some of these YouTubers that, you know, uh, cut their teeth just reviewing phones in general. Yeah, they've, they've broken off. They do all sorts of stuff now. But, you know, MKBHD still does a bunch of phones. I mean, he only does the big ones, but, you know, he's constantly reviewing a phone and so he's done this for what a decade yeah which ironically wasn't his first video a laptop it yes like i think so HP he did like a laptop went, yeah, and then like a, a universal remote or like, yeah. and, and like now his, he hardly was like a webcam or ever he did no, unless he, it's just some he does the new max unicorn usually. he'll do max he he'll do a pixel book if google does a chrome yeah but google does one and but uh, usually never it. any windows nope uh, of course i don't think he uses windows so for <clears> anything so i don't know that I think he's did that that one gaming thing they've got on that TV in one of their break room areas. He he talked about it once, but it was more about the case. I think the anyway. crazy cube one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so the you know reviewing that was weird, and I was like, man, why was that so tough? But you know, like I'm not kidding. It's I, not I, your I can stick, man. Yeah, I can get a Chromebook out of the box, start it up, use it maybe for 20 minutes, and form 90 percent of my opinions about it because. <laughs> just done it and i could get on camera and talk about it immediately without even thinking about it and it's just you know you just do stuff a lot and we don't review phones much and you know compared to three or four year old ago me i don't go through phones like i used to either i just don't yeah i think all of us have kind of whittled down to there's a small handful two or three things that we look for in a phone and that's what we care about so when we unbox when we unbox a chromebook we're picking everything apart oh, we yeah. use one for a day i can tell you the cx9 i love it it's amazing but i had it for an hour before i already saw something i, I was like eh, well this could be we don't do that with smudgy because we're not it's very smudgy yeah, it's yeah, it very smudgy but anyway uh we just we're not that way about phones it's well, wow. and and we've talked about this, I think, a little bit here before. Like, we're not we're almost peak smartphone to a degree. Like, we're peak slab phone. Yeah, for sure. slab yeah, phone. Absolutely. And I think we talked about this a little bit when yeah. we were, we're talking about Fold. You know, the new Pixel Fold and all of these um, new form factors that are coming. You know, you have the when we talked about the Samsung release last week. Yeah, the the flip and the fold that they have. You know, these are these are new form factors, and it's like okay what can we do now that's different than the slab phone so yeah so it's almost like you know there for a while four years ago yeah you know, that there was, there was new, so many new features. things coming out and different yeah. things and like phones this and this and that i mean like it was kind of all over the place and so that's probably you know you were switching phones a lot then but now it's kind of you Just know settled in kind of settled in and i've settled in like i'm still plenty happy with my little one plus little it's a huge phone that one plus eight t my little, uh, my little, little, my little phone. Yeah, um, you know, were, were we talking the other day about like, man, remember how big the uh, note was when the first note came out? <clears throat> 
Yeah. Remember this conversation? We were like, but, we were like, man, that was like a, such a big. Fu-. And then you were like, it was a what? Five, five point three. <laughs> it's 5.3 crazy. Inch. Yeah. But, but so to its defense, it was a. I think it was a four by three. Yeah, the screen way. ratio makes a huge. They were not sixteen. Like sixteen by nine phones didn't exist back then. Yeah. Everything was like four by three basically. And so once the screens got big enough that 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 square form factor started pushing things out, that's when they started going vertically with screens. And now we've got what like twenty one by nine. Yeah. Because I worked when I was in the car business, I had I had an iPhone for a short stand. I thought the three GS is that one? Is that an iPhone? That sounds like an iPhone. That's right? an iPhone. Yep. What's, uh, what size is the screen? You looked at three point two inches at a three by two. Is ratio. it really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So and a guy I worked with, he came from uh, the phone business. He worked for. He either worked at the Sprint store or he worked at one of the phone stores around here, and he worked there for a long time. And he al- so he always had the latest and greatest phone. And I remember him showing up at the car lot one day with one of the notes and thinking, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" I remember the day yeah. my friend got one. I remember I was we were playing disc. I'm golf. sorry, it's three point five inches. The yeah. Palm Liar. Free we talked about earlier was three, three point. Two. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Yeah, the iPhones were 3.5 inches. Spreading misinformation. iPhone, iPhone 3G, <laughs> iPhone 3GS. I just about made games. I died. Four, seltzer water. iPhone 4. Did, no, did the 4 expand the screen? I think the 4 was the one that yeah. made the screen taller. They finally went to a 16 by 9 <laughs> after Android had been doing it. I anyway, had my 3GS and that was a 3.5 inch. Yeah, four by or 3 by 2 screen, I think. I loved, I, I, I legitimately loved that. 3GS though. It was a good I mean, it was such four a four by three screen. I'm sorry. It was such a um, you know three at that two. time I I got that phone after having a I think I had the razor just the regular razor flip. Yeah. I wanted I wanted the little what was the one that had the slide up keyboard sidekick sidekick. Yeah. yeah Those like, we were, were talking like about that phone yesterday. Yeah. Yep. That was funny. Where uh, I had like you know a friend group that did play music and stuff and one of the dudes in e-town had one i just remember being like oh man so cool uh anywho okay <laughs> so yeah i mean it, we've we've reached peak smartphone yeah. i mean there's just not that many things happening not that many things changing um you know and and so into that fray comes the, the uh pixel 5a and it was confusing back when we started hearing rumors about it to mm-hmm. begin with because it's like okay Surely to goodness, they're not going to go put a better processor in this than they have the Pixel 5. So the Pixel yeah. 5 is really at fault for being the thing that made everything confusing. Because think about it, Take yeah. the Pixel 5 out for a well, second and think. If the Pixel 4a came out, it has a 730G, so it's a lesser processor. It's super plasticky. It was cheap, you know, small. That's the whole thing. Well, the 4a with 5G, that was a that was a little bit of a weird move. But it was it should have just been the 4a what are they? What are plus. X, plus. Pro. Or XL. XL. 4A XL. 4 Axle. Yeah. So it should have been the 4 <clears throat> Axle is what it should have been. And it just happens to go with 5G. Exactly. You know, that's what it should have been. That's technically what I think they were trying for. But with the 4A 5G, they went ahead and upped it to the 765G processor from right. Snap uh, from Qualcomm. Well, then they went and put that same processor in the Pixel 5. And right. they yes, they made the 5 a little nicer build quality. Yeah. I think the cameras were a tad nicer or something. I don't know. There wasn't a lot different. Um, the screen was 90 hertz, like so that was an upgrade, and it had uh, IP water resistance and stuff. But imagine if the five would have just been a an iteration on the four right. XL. So if the right. if the Pixel five would have just been a Snapdragon, what came out last fall? What was that? Uh, 888s just came out this Dude, year, I've... right in March, like early yeah, 2021 yeah. the triple so it would have been 865 865 yeah that's right like so it'd be the same processor yeah, right. i've gotten this 
had they launched a Pixel 5, small and large, you know, regular and XL, that looked like the Pixel 4, yeah. you know, or looked like the, all these Pixels, yeah. even if it looked like the Pixel 5, just that totally. kind of solid color, and just put a built, you know, processor build. in it, yeah. and, and kept the cameras, yeah. and kept everything the same, would have been I would have 100% went and bought one. Yeah. 100%. It's, and if they had a larger screen. Yeah. yeah. Go, if they same made thing. a Pro. Pixel and Pixel, okay, yeah, okay, Pixel yeah. 5, Pixel right. 5 XL. Right. Same as they did with the... the four, right. Okay, I get you, I get you. And yeah. so, had they done that, now the 4A 5G makes sense. The 4A makes sense still. Yeah. They came out late, so they pushed up against the 5. Uh, actually, the 4A 5G... Or the 4A came out late, and then the 4A 5G launched with the 5, which made no sense so again. Yeah. And so now we go through this whole season, Christmas, spring comes, we start hearing rumors, and it's like, what in the world are they going to do with the 5A? They're and making a 5A? To be honest, it's basically the 4A 5G. Right. It's got a couple little perks. It's it basically the same very, font. Very much but the same. But to me, this feels a little bit like the realignment of Chrome OS 94, 95. I think this was a necessary like, evil on Google's part right, we to get, it get out. things back in <laughs> yeah. line. Get back yeah. on track. Because we have, <laughs> we, you know, we have the 6s coming, and they have their own chip. They need a mid-range, mid-range phone. The The original 4A proved that Google did a really good mid-range phone. It was a great seller. And you're thinking 3A. 3A, sorry. Yeah, yeah 3A, 3A was 3A. amazing. Yeah, but as I, the point I made in my article was that uh, um, Samsung and, and Apple, the two biggest smartphone makers in the world, or at least here, here wherever, whatever. <laughs> People were like, uh, Xiaomi. Yeah, yeah, Xiaomi, I know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, what's uh, the other one that, that got banned? Huawei. Yeah, yeah, Huawei, Huawei, Xiaomi. Um, they're huge. Their number one sellers are not their flagship devices. Nope. Their number one sellers are their three hundred to six hundred dollar devices. All the, all the A series. Yeah, the people Samsung that. Yeah, the, what's the iPhone S? Is it the SE? They, yeah, yeah. So, the so SE, people oh, want SE. the Galaxy, and then they go in and they're like, "Oh, but I can get that one for free." Yeah, I'll yeah. Just take that. They're like, that hey, if you, if you trade in <laughs> yep. your three year old phone, we'll give you this for free. You'll get bill credits, blah blah blah, whatever. You'll have a, it's the same chip as that phone, but and that's what people buy. Google has realized that the 3A was super popular. They need a mid-range device if they are going to sell a premium device that competes with the iPhone Pros and the Galaxy S whatever. So they need this phone. Yeah. Uh, this is just them ironing all of that out. So it felt weird. Yeah. And then it was rumored that it got canceled. And it was like, oh, well, that makes sense. And then, <laughs> and then Google then like, it didn't just came can- out and They're said, like, we didn't cancel anything. No, we didn't. So <laughs> yeah, what happened was they canceled it worldwide. It's only going to be available in right. Japan and U.S. Is that yes. right? Yep. Uh, but then the Pixel 6 became a thing. And yeah. now it's like, it makes sense. Uh, okay, it makes more sense. And it's $50 cheaper than the 4A 5G right. released at. So, by the way, it has though, a larger battery. Back up. Way bigger battery. Mm-hmm. If the Pixel 5 was a normal Pixel release, right. even if they would have sold it at a little loss or sure. no profit just to keep <laughs> mind share in the right place, yeah. if they would have just done that. Yeah. It would be fine. Totally. Like, it wouldn't be weird. It'd be like, yeah, the 4A 5G was, was delayed, so it right. butted up against that. But it was last year's Doesn't matter. bigger, yeah. The 5 was phone. what made it. Well, and uh, I, Marquez didn't source anyone. He didn't He didn't say, but in his video of the 4A, jeez, uh, Luis, of the 5A, right. when he's comparing it to the 4A and being like, hey, what, can you spot the difference, basically? Right. Towards the end of that video, he says that someone at Google told him the five was supposed to launch tensor oh that's right yeah and I so they, just, they like they just scrambled. they were like ah okay it's not ready we can't do this throw uh, throw something in it that yeah. works that just lines up with but i'm still like stuff yeah i had the right. snapdragon 865 and i get but it that, like it's expensive and it, like maybe you didn't want to do that a bit of a, you're not going to sell that many of them anyway right. <laughs> 
exactly. So just, you know, keep things on the just, rails and it would have been so much less confusing. Yeah, and totally. I feel like it damaged the Pixel brand for a little it, bit. It like the last year did. has kind of, if, if people were already a little disinterested, they probably became more disinterested. Right. Um, Which is why the six needs to be a hit. Uh, it, 100%. It, it has to be. They have to nail it. Not. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm trying not to overhype it, but I really feel like it's going to be. Oh, the, I'm overhyping it. I feel I like am it's the full one. blown overhyping it's it. No, the, I think Neo. I think the Tensor Gen Two will be the one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's I think, what, but I think as far as uh, making a splash and yeah. oh yeah, and selling co- phones, coming out with something that people want to go buy. This is, I think, going to be that Pixel phone that finally they've they've gone through all of these this path to get to here. Right. And it's all basically led up to them creating their own silicon. I mean, that's yeah. that's really what everything well, they've has been led up to. at this for five years. Five years. So, so that's almost the whole time they've been so making every, the Pixel. They, kept, they probably wanted to do this. They've been the thinking about this since they came out with yeah. the original Pixel. And so I just think there's a lot riding on this. And I think just... Again, uh, based on, we don't have any specs. We have no um, benchmarks. We have none of that. But this vertical integration has worked time and time again with other brands and with other manufacturers. If they if they get it, if 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 the chip stands up and if if the if it works well with the software, which it will, I mean, it's going to. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be awesome. It will. It's going to allow them. <laughs> I'm, to I'm do, speaking it into existence. It's going to allow them to do some stuff. It and, better. You know, How about that? <laughs> you think about what Google does with computational photography, like yeah. and videography, and st- like it's going to allow them to do some stuff that we haven't seen, and yeah. that's going to be pretty awesome. And AI but, uh, for for this phone, the the five A, mm-hmm. um, a little I, I would say forgettable, but the price it makes it. I think they're going to no sell. Worthy. a couple. I think yep. they'll, they'll sell. A few you know what bunch. this is? This is the Lenovo Flex Five of the Android world. Sure, yeah. totally. Exactly like, what it is. It's just good. Totally, it's it good. will do everything it. mostly that you want it to do. It looks great. It feels good. I've been carrying it around yeah. for a couple of days now. And I, and I made an error in my video. It is. It is a metal unibody. They've got it powdered, ah, coated totally. with whatever. It's it the is rubberized metal. coat. It thing. feels absolutely feels like plastic. It feels pl- more plastic than the what was the other one we were looking at? The four A. The four A. Yeah, it feels more plastic. But, but it's not. But it's not. Uh, it was way buried down the bottom of the press materials, and I missed it in time. These the cases video. are dope, but they are slick. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I put that I one on, I was like, slick. It feels like a wet bar of soap. Yeah. yeah. That's about right. like, it, it, it seriously does. I uh, did not you know, with it. Have I you promise. tried sitting it on the couch just if it'll slide off? I, I guarantee, guarantee you it will. will. And it's, no. not like, it's not like regular TPU that grips like regular surfaces. No. I love that about TPU oh, cases. Yeah. yeah. Like, See, this is like. Yeah. Yeah. So this usually, is how I broke the Samsung that I had. It was sitting on top of my OnePlus, and it just... Yep. yep. Um, but, you know, yeah, it gets a much bigger battery. Mm-hmm. I think 4680 milliamp hours, yeah, which slightly is Slightly larger, larger screen. Yeah, so 6.34 inches, I think it is. They're marketing it as 6.3. Uh, it's OLED, 60, 60 FPS, so nothing, uh, 60 hertz, whatever. So nothing crazy insane uh, with that, but... Which is um, kind of sad that I the, they would the, at least go to ninety. In the past, they've uh, there's a way that you can force it, but that option is not even. Yeah, on this phone, this panel so. doesn't have that, but uh, a wider view uh, camera. So the the wide angle on this is 117 degrees, 16 megapixels. So it's uh, taking some photos with it. It's it's a Pixel phone. Yeah. It, it takes it looks, great photos. Looks great. So yes. in this price range, 100 percent the best camera phone you can buy, and that's that's their 100%. path to success. Like, mm-hmm. hey, pick this up. 
software doesn't get in your way, and you can't miss with the camera. Yeah, because like, I mean, you look at hit yeah, you look at Samsung and Apple, their marketing. Obviously, that is what sells the majority of buyers on phone is how good are the videos, how good are the the photos. Yep. So yeah, which is so funny because we take all of these photos. Like, do you go and look at? Yeah. most of your photos you take uh, I we see I see them back in memories like yeah. I love, Google I Photos love does the best job of pulling that stuff yeah. I love that and seeing my memories but it's like but it, it is such a selling feature for phones and yeah, and, and it does matter though I mean especially with social media and people want to get good photos of their kids yep. and sharing them like for me it's I'm probably like, not I, I want to share purpose. something with somebody like oh crap let me grab a picture of that but yeah. like I'm not out trying to take these like, panoramic yeah, masterpieces right. I, I just wanted to take a good photo and most phones take pretty decent photos honestly exactly uh, this just takes a little bit better photos uh, in general. Um, so hole punch, yeah, hole, hole punch, punch camera. So right. just like they've had in the last handful, mm-hmm. uh, fingerprint scanner does on the back. Does it have a headphone jack? It does have a okay, headphone yeah. jack. Uh, cool. so Bringing it back, that, baby. <laughs> kept that around. Um, seven sixty five G, six gigs of RAM, one hundred twenty eight gigs of storage. Same thing, exactly. Same thing as four A five G. Same refresh on the screen. Just about the same size screen. Similar build quality. All that stuff lines up, but bigger battery. Uh, dust and water resistance IP67. Yeah. Um, what was the other? Wasn't there one other thing? Oh, the the wide angle camera. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's it. It's a it's <laughs> a it's a kind of weird update, but it's cheaper. Yeah, so it go uh, buy this if you want that kind of price range. If you're yeah, interested in that I mean, sort of price, price range, clearly go go buy this one. Yeah, the fact they so got it out the door update, for fifty dollars yeah. less than the thing that's yeah. it's so similar to, and you know MKBHD even pointed out, and I I like this. You know, he was like. This is, you know, we're we're seeing smartphone iteration. Obviously, that's just what's happening. Like Pixel Six, not so much. Like Pixel Six is this big bold move, um, but for this phone, this is he he said between releases, like this is the least iteration I've ever seen in a phone, and it is. Like, it is very. If you're really trying to think like you're going to step up somewhere or something like with this phone, it's not. It's just not that. Um, but it's it's going to provide a good Pixel experience for someone who wants an affordable phone with a great camera and clean software. Yep. Uh, that's that's it. That's its whole story. That's its shtick. And that's what it's going to be. And I, I agree with Gabe. It's going to sit as this nice compliment once the 6 comes out. So you walk into the store. You want the 6. It's going to be a 1000 bucks at least. I mean, let's just be honest. Google's even said that's where we're competing. It's oh, yeah. premium. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not mincing words there. It's going to be expensive. Here's my the, the interesting part of all this, I think. What's the 6A going to be? Mm. Because they'll be able to mm-hmm. put Tensor in 6A. Mm-hmm. And see, here's what here's where Apple wins uh, over Samsung and over everybody else when it comes to their mid-range phone and why they sell so many. Yep. They put that same crazy fast A13 Bionic, Bionic yep. that's in the latest iPhone into the SE. Like, it's the same processor. Yeah, when I was studying the market reports for that article, that's exactly what I was reading is that, because it started with the A12 Bionic in right. the original one, and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you, you, want, you want an iPhone. You want the things that you love about the iPhone. Well, here's an iPhone with the same chip, so same computing power, a little bit smaller. And crappy everything else, honestly. Yeah. Like, years old yeah, everything but else. quite a bit cheaper yeah but it's still an iphone yep. and it still has that chip in it yeah yep. it's still take, gonna get take, updates for six years yep. still, honestly I, I i hope maybe that they just honestly this body this, this body. frame is fine yep keep this type of frame especially if it's metal that's put that's tensor in it that's kind of cool that it's metal keep it you know you can i don't even know if they they probably need to update the cameras yeah uh, yeah the camera hardware itself because 
I just don't think it's a good idea for them the, to keep yeah having like Pixel Six. We're having to do this. The stuff new sensors need to line up yeah. with. Yeah. The so chip. this is still the uh, Sony IMX, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're going they're to, Samsung, to Samsung. So yep. the camera do ninety hertz. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be one twenty. And leave the rest of it. Ninety. Yeah, absolutely. Leave it alone and put tensor in it. Yeah. Same That's size. It. Everything. Just do one of them. You don't yep. have to do a wireless charging. 16 gigs of RAM. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say. I'm joking. Yeah, I don't no, know about don't all do that. wireless charge. Because, I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I I know a lot of people don't know what OnePlus is, but OnePlus has gotten into the retail market in the U.S. You can go to a T-Mobile sport store and buy that, what is it, the N200? Is yeah. that what that thing yeah. is? Yeah, the Nord. Yeah, the Nord. I mean, it's a $300, $300 phone, if that. But it's a good phone. I mean, a lot of reviewers have said it's as good as, like, last year's flagships or two years ago's flagships and that's what a lot of people are going to buy yeah and that's what my mother-in-law needs a new phone right now my wife was like this phone's perfect for her and she when it comes out she'll probably be able to walk into t-mobile and get it for free well and the the issue with like this this phone again comes back to processor like where they save money on these low-end things or these low-end phones is in the processor like that's how they have to cut cost and so it almost they almost have to come at it backwards from what Apple's doing. They're they're well we'll cut cost in the processor department, but we'll make sure it's it's metal and it's IP sixty seven, it's bigger battery and so there's all the things you can control so that you're gonna dump your money into that and save money on the processor when I feel like a lot of people would benefit more from not having to worry about a processor that's aging out and not worrying about a processor that can't keep up with what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I'll take a little bit less brightness on the screen yeah. and yeah i don't need 120 hertz i'll take 90 or sure. i'll stay with 60 and yeah i don't need all three of those cameras just give me a regular and ultra yeah because honestly know. the people that are buying a phone specifically for the best camera the best videography they're they're going to buy a 1200 iphone they're going to buy a samsung they're going to buy the pixel pro whatever people that are buying gaming phones they're not even considering something with a mid-range processor so the i mean this is the this phone is really good for what you're paying for it. Yeah, it, and, yeah, and and uh, it is uh, the the case is slippery and the phone's a little slippery too. Yeah, they I, need I, I obviously they should have finished case. it. They should have finished it the way they did the five. The Pixel Five it's, has that like it's scratchy, exactly what I was heading towards. Like, and remember the Pixel Four and Four XL, both the rail around it had that scratchy mm-hmm. finish to it, and it's like that's grippy. These phones are not. Joe broke our uh, review unit, the 4A5G. 4A5G was the slipperiest. The that was supposed history. to be a secret. <laughs> that one is. That one's a little better. It's we'll a shame because I love it? these cases, but they are too slippery. Yeah, we'll grab the 4A5G uh, and see. Because I, if from what I remember, that feels a little bit more. Yeah, grippy. Like the Android Auto on it. But I mean, it's a great phone. <laughs> so for for the price, it's a good phone. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say great. It's a good phone. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, for the price, price reduction, it's a good value. So it's going to be in the three hundreds, probably high three hundreds or something. You know, for a, I guarantee you going into the fall and stuff. Once the Pixel Six is out, like here, take a hundred dollars off. So exactly three hundred and fifty bucks for this phone, all day. Again, because Google's experience of Android is really good. It's just yeah. good. Um, I was trying to put beta on there. We might be able to do it now. Oh yeah. Uh, it wasn't technically released yet, so I can't yeah. get Android beta on there yet. Check. We might game. be able to do it. Um, we don't. Are, are we going to review this thing? I don't know. I, I don't plan the, on it. The unboxing was all was, the information you need. Yeah, so that was that was. It. I just There's, don't know that we need to review. Say, it. I might carry it for a couple of days and do a write up on why this is. Yeah. Gonna oh, be totally. Issue, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Totally. I, don't I mean, even we'll Marquez's video, video, which I'm maybe he had his a little 
longer than we did. I don't know. Yeah, we had it for about a week. I mean, yeah, which for him for again, him, two days. Like you said enough. about Chromebooks, like you can get a Chromebook out and form an opinion. He, I mean, his video was a review basically. Yeah, and. But it wasn't a traditional like review. It was more of like, here's this thing. It just has all the same stuff. Like, why? Right. Do, why does this matter? Was more yep. of the point. I think Gabe, that could be an interesting take Still on. Still not like, on here. The beta. Oh darn! I do love this case. Though. I mean, we this could put one of those maybe in Moon beta, case. I posted it on Instagram, and people people it loved just, it. It does, which I kind of like. Yeah, it's very like the difficult. Edges being translucent are that, interesting. I think it's what, weird, kind of. I, I, I'm digging the very subtle green color, which, <laughs> like, right now it looks really green next to the case to me. Totally. I know you, I know you can't see it. Yeah, I'm super sorry. green. In super certain green lighting, it definitely looks. But it matches the, uh, ba- the yeah. background, too. Yeah, which is cool. But I would never carry this. The only way I can, There's like, no at way. first I couldn't really tell, but then what I, what I did was put the... Um, hold it up in the light and look at the because the bezel kind of comes around the edge a little bit if you see that that crease yeah, it's black you see it. and then it's yeah. like right next you to it and like robbie's like yeah it just looks like a shade of gray yeah yeah so it just looks <laughs> it goes from black to like a charcoal look yeah to me okay yeah that's what it looks like so that it's 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 subtle uh, but i mean you'll, you'll for me it's it. just darker lighter you'll know yeah, nobody's sure. digging we just we had this conversation with our patrons last night on our 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 classified live stream mm-hmm. that Joe and Robbie both have a degree of color yeah. deficiency, yes, not, blindness, not blindness, but yeah. yeah. It, um, but yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool phone. And I think, like I said, I think they'll still sell a lot of them because it's going to sit as that complement to the to yep. the larger phone. And like you said, it's going to go on sale. It's going to, and the four A five G is. Basically out of stock. It's, it, it's like it's, it's gone. basically discontinued. They so haven't officially discontinued that it yet. Cleans that out. Mm-hmm. Now you have the four A, yep. the five A, mm-hmm. and here comes the six. Like yep. cool. And, and the Pixel Five still out there. Yeah. If you want to get like it again, I go back to it was kind of the problem. It oh was yeah. The, it was the issue. Yeah. The when, when you about it. <laughs> but people loved it. Uh, reviewers really liked it. Sure. People just liked. And I think people wanted like the smaller phone and are a little upset from. Everything we've seen, well, we know now. Google made it official. You know, it's you got a six point four inch small phone and a six point seven inch big phone. So six point four, like what is what is this guy? That's a six point. That's six four. Six four. The, yeah, the Pixel Four XL is a six point with a little bezel on top. Yeah, so, so. It, the small phone will be the size of the yep. the Pixel Four XL. Yeah, and this is not a small phone. It's not. <laughs> no. six, just I'm just gonna six, go ahead seven, and say it. the Pro. It. Yeah. It's this is 6.55. So, yeah, these yeah. OnePlus's general phones are 6.55. <laughs> and so it's going to be a... <laughs> it's going to be a... It's going to be a, a big phone. It's going to be a beefy, beefy yeah. phone. And, it, it, again, like they're looking at the market and they're going after segments. Look at the Galaxy S21. Is that the latest yep. one? And the 21 Ultra. Look at their sizes. Look at the... Like, that's what they're after. 21 Ultra is big. Um, the way I look at it, though, I'm just like, you know, I generally tend to carry... My phone and I sit down somewhere and I get it out of yeah. my pocket and set it down. Yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't really care. So if it's a little bit bigger than this phone, I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's it's going to be annoying. It, it it at I, times this phone's annoying at times the size of it. I I kind of I don't know the the Pixel Six and I'm hoping we get both for review because I would really I'd like to try the Pixel Six because you're not going to get any degradation in performance. Like you're not going to lose anything there. It's a flat screen, which yep. I really like. Flat screen, um, but you're losing one camera. You're losing the telephoto camera, which I'm going to be flat honest. I don't ever use telephoto, yep. so um, I this might be the year that I don't go with the sure. Pro, the big phone. Yep. But 
I don't know. I the feel builds, like I'm going to end up. Builds different. Yeah, I think I like that'll the, be. I like the black rails that, of this this yeah. Pixel Six. I just like yeah. I like the way the Pixel Four yep. XL looked. Yep, totally. Um, so I don't know. I hope. But like, I hope are we the bu- are, I bet you the buttons are probably the same buttons that are on that. So you're losing probably. the metal buttons. You're going to have a little oh, bit yeah. less clickiness there. Oh, the Pro is going to yeah, be nicer. Yeah. In in like every way. Yeah. Um, but so. you know, like you said, you're you're not losing any performance stuff. So. Yeah. Now you can maybe justify some of those. Oh, I'm going to get the Pro. Build. I mean, it's this phone, happen. I do. Just, God, it's going to happen. I freaking love this phone without a case on it. I love it. 4XL, 4XL is, is what I'm holding here. Aside from its, it's the panda, forehead. It's the Panda vibe. It's got the it's got the awesome accent color, which they got away from on the, yeah. on the new one. But this phone is so sweet. And it feels so good. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, hopefully we get we get some review units of both of these uh, phones, these upcoming phones, so that yeah, we can spend some time with them. They before. will be worth doing reviews mm-hmm. on for yeah. sure because I, I there's just so much that goes into this and so much that overlaps with what we do and talk yeah, about. And like talking Tensor about, is yeah, how going Tensor's going to be in everything. Yeah, it it's is just going to be a big deal. And hopefully, hopefully they will put out a tease a, fo- a folding f- phone and yep. we'll maybe get a folding phone early next maybe year. Maybe a teased Chromebook. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, they'll say this chip is also going in a future Pixelbook. Yeah, that'd be amazing. With Tensor, which would be so dope. Okay. Uh, anything else on that phone? That's that's all, that's most I of it. That's yeah. it. It's a cool phone. Uh, you know, and if you're if you're interested, it's going to be it's pre-order right now still. When is it available? 26. 26. Yeah. 27. So next week. Long. Yep. So, but you can go. You can go on the Google Store. You can get it uh, through Fi as well. It doesn't have any carrier support, so it's 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 or uh, buy it and use it. What do they What do they call it? Like you can you can. Um, it's not locked. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> my, my, this is like completely brain fart right there. Uh, so yeah, it's just unlocked phone, and you can just get it and use it through your SIM in it. So yep. if you uh, if you get it and spend some time with it when you do get it let us know hit us up on twitter let us know what you think okay uh i think that's it for today everyone thanks so much for tuning in like i said at the first uh segment with luke definitely make sure to go check out some of his content that he's putting out there we're we're just we're really excited about him being a part of the team and some of the the work that he's been doing for us so definitely go check those out we're going to try to link everything that was relevant to this conversation but he has some other articles that he's already put out some of the pre-borealis stuff that he put out was really interesting and even if you're not super technical like listening to that conversation even for me i'll be completely honest like some of the stuff he talks about i'm like okay yeah like that sounds cool but his writing he ha- he does a great job and in, in, in obviously um robbie kind of ed- editing and going in and helping to craft this narrative even if you're not super technical you can still go read his articles and and maybe learn something so i think you should go check those out okay that's it for today we appreciate you all tuning in and we'll catch you next week see you Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.